What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Sports Inventory with your host, Ben Kuchipudi. And your favorite quarterback, Tyler Graham. But we also have a special guest today, Grace Hughes. Welcome back, Grace. Welcome back. It's been too long. Thank you. <laughs> I'm excited to be back. I love mocks. It's my favorite time of year. So here's the thing. I got a question for the both of you before anything. We just came off a week of exciting athletic drills, passes, and interviews. But I have a question for the room. What do you guys think about the combine? Is it a necessary thing in, in the draft process? Is it held in a, an appropriate regard? Is it, is it held in too much regard or too little regard? Do we, do we like the combine? I mean, Grace Absolutely. Go first as we My bad. Grace can go first. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like the combine. I think it's a good way um, to kind of measure what guys can do in a nice controlled environment versus you know the stresses and schemes that come when you're playing on tape and on on the field um so i think it's a way to show guys what they can do like at a maximum and then even though on the field you're not going to achieve the numbers that you get in the combine um it's like something to work towards because you know what a player what their current maximum is so i think that's really valuable um and i also think it's fun to watch (laughs) because um i think like armchair scouts kind of don't get a good look at players until the combine sometimes so this is a fun way to kind of get a gauge on a bunch of different players you know it's over 200 players who get to attend the combine so guys in like the fcs who you might not have watched you're able to kind of get a look on how their some of their game is like absolutely ben how do you feel about it yeah, for me, I feel like the combine is a lot. A lot of it's about finding the physical traits in players that you don't really see in the tape. And I feel like the com it's where you find these hidden gems of players. You know, a good example, in my opinion, I can think of is uh, DK Metcalf four years ago mm-hmm. in the combine. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he was a standout receiver at Ole Miss, but I don't think he was going to go as high as he did if he didn't run a four three three in the combine at his size. That that's unheard of. Like the combine could change a lot of the outlooks of uh of uh of all these guys and the people can go higher than expected. Like I don't think anyone expected um Kalijah Kansi, the D lineman from Pittsburgh, to run a sub four eight as a D tackle, mm-hmm. which is similar to a, which is similar to another uh Pittsburgh defensive tackle in Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. Not saying he could be that guy, but it just shows that all these guys have a lot of untapped potential. And the combine is a great way to for these guys who are held in lower regards to show out. And there are guys who are projected to be top ten, top five picks who are gonna not participate in these drills. But the guys who are projected in later rounds need to because they can show their physical traits and they show that they can be on the same level as these guys. And as a result of that, they sky on the they go high on the draft boards. So I really think the combine is important for these uh for these uh, lower regarded guys to show what they can really do on the field. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think this coupled with pro days covers one side of the aspect of football. Grace did it beautifully where it's like, 
it shows like the more intangible physical stuff of the game, right? So on on a combine level and a pro day level, I could show off the throws I could make, I could show off the speed I can, you know, achieve, and I could show off some of the cone drills and certain footwork that I have. But we can't get too caught up in just the combine. Like we can't get too caught up in just some play because the combine is a controlled environment. I'm not getting any pressure. You know, Stenson Bennett's going to look like Tom Brady during the combine drills, obviously, because he's just throwing outside routes and zig routes. That's fine. But I think it is an awesome thing. But I do believe that people in the combine should participate in as much as possible because not only is it going to sh- just help your stock as much as you can unless you don't show up because we can mention a couple guys that didn't have the best combine. But it's also a thing just to have some fun. You know, you're at the highest level of your game. and You're going to get drafted into the NFL. Like, it's an awesome, awesome experience. And there's a lot of guys I want to see run. There's a lot of guys I want to see throw the ball, catch the ball, do cone drills. But I'm a huge fan of the combine. And I think um, it's held in an appropriate level at the current moment. But moving on, let's talk about some of the people that stood out in the combine. Anybody have anybody want to bring up first and foremost? I think we all have the consensus guy. He's a Florida guy, Anthony Richardson. Grace, how do we feel about this quarterback coming down from down south? Yeah, Richardson, I think, did exactly what people kind of expected him to, which was excel in every single category um i know he was disappointed with his broad jump i believe it was that was like a 10-9 that set like a cornerback record and he was like i wanted an 11 (laughs) he yeah it, it was like it was funny but he just he did exactly what i think every um person who was following college football throughout the season they kind of expected him to do he um is such a an incredible athlete that he was kind of expected to excel at, at you know his 40 time 443 like that's incredible um obviously his vertical jump was i believe like 41 and a half or 40 and a half yeah which is just like like he doesn't need to have a, <laughs> a vertical nah, jump that high but doesn't. um but i also think that you know as interesting as those traits are that's like a fraction of what it means to be a quarterback because it's all about managing the game and and being able to execute on tape. And, you know, I had mixed opinions about Richardson coming out as the time that he did. I think that he probably would have benefited from staying in another year. I saw a lot of people who were like, he would really benefit from, from transferring from, from uh, university of Florida, which I think would have been interesting to kind of, see how he succeeded in a different system and if he would have succeeded more but you know I think Richardson's going to come out and he's going to be a guy who does not play his first year because he simply just needs reps and he could have got that in college but I think there's you know pros and cons to being a backup in the NFL for a year so it's it's interesting he's very interesting there's a lot of things about him but um combine wise he absolutely crushed it i didn't expect anything less than what he did absolutely to piggyback piggyback off that ben what do you think about um his decision making and the fact that you know in his college season he only had you know 19 passing touchdown nine rushing yards and nine interceptions do you think that all this athleticism really does matter when at the end of the day quarterbacks most important attribute is what's under the helmet i mean obviously we saw his talents in college we know he is a dual threat quarterback you know he at the combine, he said he was he called himself Cam Jackson back in ju- in the junior of high school. A wild so, name, a wild name, very wild name. But you know, and you know, 
I, Anthony Richardson's always been a very polarizing prospect because we know what he can do on the field. We know he's got a cannon. We know he's got wheels. We know he can uh, make plays out of the pocket. But you know, I don't. Maybe you guys want to agree with this. I, he's, I, my opinion. I think he's like a a much more a more polished version of uh, Malik Willis. Their games, I feel like, are very similar. They both got a huge arm. They can. They both can run. Um. I think his game is going to transfer very well into the NFL, actually. I think um, with the way the game is right now, with a lot more mobile quarterbacks coming into the mix, I think Anthony Richardson has the ta- has the traits to be that all-pro MVP-level guy like a Jalen Hurts or a Lamar Jackson or a faster version of a Cam Newton. But Grace is right. He needs time to settle in, so he definitely needs to benefit from sitting behind someone for a year. So it would be interesting if you went to a team like uh, Seattle, maybe if they decide to tag Geno Smith mm-hmm. and he sits behind the he sits behind him for a year, and then you take him with uh, Kenneth Walker and DK Metcalf. I mean, that is a that'll be a scary offense if Richardson develops the right way because he has the physical traits to be an elite All Pro level quarterback in the NFL. It's just a matter of uh, can he um, be polished? Because you know there are quarterbacks who. Could have benefited from sitting behind a year. Grace, I think you know who I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think so. So, uh, yeah, he just needs to um, learn behind a vet quarterback for a year. But when he comes in in his second year, or even late in his first year, I think he's going to take the league by storm. I, I could see that, too. I think it's all a matter of where he falls to. If, if I'm him, yeah. obviously I would want to be picked high because of signing bonuses and it looks good on the resume. But I would want to fall to a team that has, for lack of a better term, has their stuff together a little bit more than the lottery yeah. teams. You know, like Houston, I, like uh, if if they get Bryce, you know, Bryce Young, or if they want to just bank on someone else or CJ Stroud, whatever, or even the Colts, really, those teams, like it's gonna, it, they're you're gonna be thrown right into the fire, right? And I think in in the NFL history, even sports history, whether that be basketball or the NFL or even baseball, sometimes I think the guy there are some immense talents that just got, you know, a really bad situation going for them. It was really hard to excel and really reach their ceiling because they were just thrust onto a franchise and they had to really just take over. And I think Richardson mm-hmm. is a project guy that needs to fall into a team that can make help him reach that potential because if he's thrown right into the fire, he's not going to get there. And you look at Malik Willis, right? He tried to get reps and you compared him to Malik Willis. And I think that's an appropriate comp, a very you know athletic guy who needs to get more of the intangibles there. You know, when he got into the games, you know, after Ryan Tannehill and stuff like that, you know, he he made bad throws. He wasn't trusted. He was pressured. And they even got Joshua Dobbs, a free agent, to take over for him late in the season. So it's going to be really, really interesting. But I think Seattle would be a really great fit because they're really accustomed to guys that can move a little bit. And you have the best mover quarterback you've had in a while. Insane arm. It's the intangibles probably on the weaker side between Geno and Russ. But they'll figure it out. I think that'd be a really good fit. But besides, you know, the Florida Gator guy. Any guys uh, that disappointed you guys at all in the combine? Or anything that you were like, wow, you didn't really look that good? I thought that the receiver group in general was like a little underwhelming. Um, It wasn't like, I don't know. I I thought that Zay Flowers kind of was great. I think he definitely stood out a lot. Um, I think over the past couple of weeks, we've seen his stock slowly rise. I think he's, he's, made his way into the first round now. Um, I think people were a little bit concerned about his size, but he really played um, outside of his size at BC and was able to be a guy who lined up everywhere. 
And I think teams are going to be able to utilize that. I really see him falling in that Dallas Giants area. I think he's going to be take to, t- taken around there. Um, but <laughs> um, I think the receiver group in general, like I would have loved to see Smith and the Jigba run. Unfortunately, he is recovering from, I believe, an Achilles injury. And he wasn't able to, but like off the top of my head, those guys, like, I don't know. It just, it didn't, it doesn't seem to be a class like uh, that doesn't, that has top end talent. Like the past couple of years, like obviously we had Garen and Alave coming out. And a few years ago, we had Chase um, and Waddle. And, you know, I think the top guy who comes off the boards, like Quentin Johnson, who had a perfectly fine combine, but no one really seemed to pop out a lot to yeah. me there. I just think that um, just in life, if you know, if you if you're all good, no one's good. You know, the, the, it's like there's there's no discrepancy in talent, right? Everybody kind of had the same kind of just around the same speed. The range was like four three to four five. Everybody around there, um, nothing crazy with the footwork, um, and they're all kind of just the same kind of size too. A lot of five eleven guys, six foot, the occasional. 6'3 guy, but a lot of slot guys, a lot of speedy guys, a lot of guys are just going to get downfield and get nasty. Yeah. Get it. I, I did yeah. like um, the kid out of Princeton, though. He he showed up and, you know, probably a mm-hmm. day three guy. But, like, it, it, it's really interesting that, like, they're all kind of, like, good. But, like, the quarterback situation, I think they just have to get in the right, you know, bandwidth situation. Like, I, if, if one of these receivers is taken by the Eagles with their pick, like, that'd be an awesome system to fall into. You know, you got Jalen Hurst, that crazy line. You're going to get reps. You're going to get catches. Because they're having a you know a little little identity crisis with Quez Watkins, like throw him right into the fire for slot, like that'd be a cool situation to end up end up in. But I don't know. It, it was really interesting. The guy I wasn't impressed with uh, was Khalil Ringo, the cornerback. He had a oh, really yeah. mid combine, really mid cut, dropping passes, terrible footwork, tripping over his own feet. Like this guy's supposed to be a first round guy, and you know he goes there to have some fun, and like he did not look good. Which I mean could be a little trip on his shoulder kind of thing and then the team can swipe him up. But like this guy was supposed to go, you know, with the Eagles pick and like it was him or Joey Porter, but now like he's just falling out of the mocks really for the first round. Ben, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, I agree anybody? with that. I was, I was about to say the wide receiver group as a whole too. That I would, yeah. Like, like what you guys have been saying, this group is just a whole bunch of tier two guys. In my opinion, it's not, you don't have the guys like the Jamar Chases and the Devontae Smith and the Jalen Waddles from 2021. And if these guys were in like a bunch of draft classes from the previous year, they probably all would be second round picks. I'm not going to lie. Besides Jackson Smith and Najibov, I, I truly believe if he stayed healthy, he would have easily been the best receiver in this class. But that's mm-hmm. obviously not how the cookie crumbled. But I will say this one of the receivers who really stood out for me, honestly, Trey Palmer. From mm-hmm. Nebraska, that dude, that dude yeah. has wheels, and I think he, I think he put himself in at least the second round consideration with his um forty time because apparently his unofficial forty time was a four two flat. That's some Deion Sanders wow. stuff. That's yeah, he's Deion's a he's on a four three three right now, but he's the fastest receiver in this class by far, and and this is what we've been saying about the combine. It's about the. These are all physical um, drills that they do. And um, obviously Palmer, I'm going to be honest, I didn't really know who Trey Palmer was before the combine because I didn't watch a lot of Nebraska football. But <laughs> because of the because of his performance, he's, he's probably going to get pushed into the top uh, 64 of the draft. 
That's just mm-hmm. someone that's someone who stood out for the receivers. But overall, it's it was a really disappointing group. I would have loved to see someone like Quentin Johnson run the forty or um, JSN run the forty, but that didn't happen. But because this so this receiver group is just weaker in previous years, which is disappointing because I usually love watching the receivers in these drills. Absolutely. Yeah. But another person I wasn't super shocked with, Will Levis. Let me be real with you. Like I, oh. I'm, I'm I'm low key a little Will Levis hater. You know, because I just think his his tape isn't like that crazy or whatever. But like he came into the combine real, a little cocky. You know, I have a cannon for an arm, and he's throwing the same you know passes as as Tyson uh, Bajan and uh, Stenson Bennett. No offense to those guys, love those guys too. But you know, he he, he was he was dying some people up. But he struggled on the left side out route, and his deep ball could flow a little bit. Got some air under it, but you know, nothing crazy. Wasn't super impressed. He kind of fell into line again. It wasn't the standout. Everybody was there for CJ Stroud and uh, Anthony Richardson. Those guys showed out too, but yeah. wasn't super impressed with Will Levis either. And I think Will Levis, for some reason, I have a feeling he's good. He's going to go lottery team. Someone's going to fall, really fall in love with him because of an interview. And he might not have the best first season because he's not in a system where he can kind of develop. He has to just play. And that's not really Will Levis. I think majority of these quarterbacks are project guys. They need to be in the right, right environment. And I think Will Levis is going to be thrust into the wrong environment. We're going to really, really show that he needs more time. He needs more reps. But that's just me. Yeah. I wasn't super impressed. I think that Levis. Just, I was disappointed by Levis's performance for the deep ball drills. He really like he came out and he was like. I'm here to show off my arm. And like, yeah. if you can't show off your arm that well in a controlled environment, like, <laughs> just imagine when, know, you know, a bunch like, of guys who are four or five come after you. Yeah. Like, it's, it's I just not going to be a good look. I think of, you know, Zach Wilson off the bat. Like, he obviously has not performed well at the NFL level because he cannot handle what they're throwing at him from an offensive perspective. But, he was obviously able to excel in his pro day really well. There was no combine that year. But Levis, I'm not saying like because he didn't have like 10 out of 10 perfect throws, he's not going to be good in the NFL. But I think it was just disappointing to not see him succeed in an environment that was really like teed up for him to be good in. And like, I don't know, watching him versus Stroud and Richardson, who just were like dotting this ball yeah. was disappointing to me. Um Levis, I, I really see him going somewhere like the Raiders or, you know, if Indy decides not to move up, I've been seeing a lot of people uh, continuously mock him here, there, which would be interesting. So, um, yeah, I don't, he's not, he's not my favorite prospect. I don't love traits <laughs> quarterbacks because yeah. of Zach Wilson. They just concern me a little bit. I want the tape and I want the reps. Um, that's why, I mean, Santa Bennett, he's going to go in the third or fourth round, but he's going to be a very serviceable backup because he's played a ton of college football. Um, so I definitely think he'll be able to be competent at the NFL level, but we're going to see what happens. I think he had an awesome combine Santa Bennett. He was, he was really, that, that, that new drill, I think uh, it it was introduced when CD was in the class. I remember he had an awesome catch where it's like the, the receiver is pressed up and he has to like throw it over him, uh, the Mm -hmm. cornerback. And Stenson Bennett missed a couple throws there, but besides that, every his slants, zigs, out routes, and d- his deep ball, he had some air yeah. under it too. Like 
I was thoroughly impressed. And the thing is, if he wasn't 25 years old, I think, you know, he'd be a very high, highly, you know, sought after guy. But obviously age is a big factor with him too. And the fact that yeah. he's a little undersized. But before we go on to the mock, I have one more question. We all, you know, know the story of Bryce Young being what, 5'10 and one eighth. Do you think that height is a big deal? Let me start with Ben. Ben, do you think height for a quarterback is a massive deal, especially for a guy like Bryce Young, who's might go number one? Um, it's kind of hard to say because obviously if you're a quarterback, you want to have the prototypical size. I'd say the, the typical size of a quarterback is like maybe six, three, like two t- 20 ish. Obviously mm-hmm. you have the bigger guys like Justin Herbert, six, six. Yeah, and crazy. these guys typically have like Kansas and ours, but we've seen smaller quarterbacks that have excelled in the NFL. Uh, Russell Wilson, for example, um, he's five eleven. He's been a Pro Bowl level quarterback for his whole career. Kyler Murray, he's another. He's another one. Obviously, you make the short jokes of him five. He's what five ten, maybe five nine. I feel like he's closer to a five nine. And he's successful because he's quick on his feet. He's got a decent arm. Obviously, it makes things a little harder because it's going to be harder to see over the tops of uh, taller D linemen and linebackers. But all in all, I don't know. I don't think height really matters as much as people think it is, especially with such a talented quarterback like Bryce Young. Like Bryce Young is the most talented quarterback to come out of Alabama in years. He didn't have the weapons that Mac Jones had that made him so good. And there's just something about Bryce that just makes him different from all these quarterbacks. He's just got he's got the dog in him. Like he's yeah. he's that guy. He's got that swagger. You know he's gonna be a franchise quarterback just the way he steps in the field. I feel terrible for him if he ends up in a situation like Houston, which he probably will at this point. But yeah. I think um I don't think height really matters. I just think Bryce Young has the the intangibles that um can make him a very successful quarterback in the NFL. Absolutely. Grace, what do you think about Bryce Young and the fact that he's my height, which shouldn't be a problem, but you know. (laughs) Um, I think height and weight really come with durability. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Kyler is not necessarily our most durable quarterback in the NFL. Um, I think it comes with being able to take a sack and, and be hit. And height and weight, I think, are big factors in that. He had extremely uh, similar measurables to Kyler. I believe they're the same height and Kyler was like three pounds heavier than him. So I expect them to be, I don't know if they're necessarily going to have the same injury trajectory and they're different types of players. Um, But I definitely think that height comes in that sense. I don't, I don't necessarily think it's horrible to be a little short, but I don't think it's necessarily a pro factor i think the taller you kind of want the better so, oh like you said you can see over your defenders well but um i think guys who are able to move out of the pocket it kind of eases their height if it's a concern because they're a bit more mobile and you know bryce i think is definitely a mobile quarterback i don't know if he's going to be as mobile as kyler is but that's my favorite uh, aspect of of bryce young his escapability factor that's why I think even if he goes to a team like Houston, whose offensive line isn't excellent, he might be able to still show show like success at first because of his ability to to break out of the pocket and succeed on the run. Um, but I would love to see him go to a team that has like a great offensive line. But usually, the first ten picks don't have great offensive lines, so um, 
Bryce is my favorite quarterback prospect of this class. Um, like you said, he's been able to show how talented he is outside of like, there's no Devonta Smith there at Alabama this year. There's no Jameson Williams. Um, and he was able to succeed really well and under an interesting offensive coordinator situation with Bill O'Brien, who's I don't think anyone's favorite offensive coordinator. He was still able to, to show his talent really well over the past couple of years. Yeah. I, I, I just think that um, Kyler had his, has had his cons coming out the draft, but the only negative I'm seeing from Bryce Young is his height. And if the only negative is his height, I don't think we should really worry about him because I think he is a very complete quarterback. Uh, you made a great point as escapability. Like you could just, Sense when the pocket's collapsing, he just gets out there quick, like like a little like a little eel, and he's just he's just really <laughs> impeccable. But it is a problem when you can't really throw to over the middle of the field, um, because mm-hmm. as of late the tackles have increased in height. I remember um, I I read a stat the other day where it's like early two thousands, like uh, the tackles and 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 guards are like twenty five percent shorter than they are now. Like people are just getting bigger, and I, I, you know it's a weird obscure little thing to know, but. It, people are getting taller, and it's going to be tough when you're 5'10", and some of these guys are you know, collapsing upon you. You throw a slant or a little crosser, and you can't really see it. So, But I'm sure it worked at Alabama. I'm sure it can work at the pro level, but I do hope he ends up in a situation where we can see his potential really fall out instead of you know, just kind of collapsing and getting you know, stagnated in, in ability. But enough mm-hmm. of that. Let's cover the mock, guys. So before we go any further, we're going to do a little mock of the first round, first 34 pick, uh, 31st pick, sorry. Um, who has the first pick? Ben, Grace, who has the first pick? Grace. Me. I do. All right, so Grace is going to have the first pick. Ben's going to have the second. I'm going to have the third, and we're just going to kind of keep going in that order, and we're going to bounce our ideas. Who do you think is going to go where and what? But Grace, Chicago Bears, what's the deal? So I feel like we should preface this. This mock has no trades. If No if trades. I, That's what I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> if I was in the war room, I would trade down. If I was Chicago, I would – either be trying to trade down to number four with Indianapolis or maybe number five with Seattle if they if they wanted to go and, and grab Bryce um, or seven Las Vegas, something like that, something in the single lower single digits um, or higher single digits uh, towards the, the end of the 10. Um, but because it's no trades, I'm going to go with Will Anderson from um, Alabama, the edge rusher. He's mm-hmm. been a great – he's been a captain there during his time in Alabama. He's a great locker room guy. But aside from that, he's just a great edge rusher. He's he's a prototypical edge. And um, he's like – I believe the concern, what I heard about was like he, he wasn't – it wasn't even a concern, but he was like just a little bit light. But I think Anderson, he's going to come to Chicago and he's going to – Still in a position of need that they desperately need. Chicago's defense was atrocious last year. So he's going to come in and be able to fortify that edge and give them that pressure on that line that they're 100% lacking. And hopefully over the course of this draft, they're able to build their defense um, so they can kind of take some pressure off Justin Fields and the offense um, to keep up with the pace. But Anderson's just, he's a one of the, few there's not a ton of blue chip guys in this draft but i think anderson headlines that um and i think he'd be a good fit in chicago if they decide not to trade down i'm a fan of that pick yeah he's, he's gonna be like the chase young kind of nick bosa non-qb player of those drafts so just like coming in and just 
knocking things out. Ben, you feeling that pick, Ben? You like that? I pick? love that pick. It's perfect. I just because they got rid of Khalil Mack last offseason, and Will Anderson reminds me of a Khalil Mack type player. He's just he's a he's a guy who expects to be a Pro Bowl player at least because this guy has been so highly touted, but way before this draft, even since last year, he was like people were looking at Will Anderson like. They're thinking, wow, he's that guy who can be the game changer on a defense. And Grace says he said Chicago's defense was absolutely atrocious. They're rebuilding. So if if, if since in this case we can't do trade downs, why not grab a blue chip um, pass rusher who's probably the most talented player in this class? Absolutely, Ben. What are we feeling for Houston at the second pick? I mean, it's kind of obvious. I mean, you gotta go. You gotta go, Bryce. <laughs> yeah. Um, we talked. We talked a lot about Bryce Young, so I'm not gonna get to- too much into him, but. Houston is in a state of uh, despair right now. You know, they probably, they, no, yeah, they probably have the worst roster in the NFL, but they are armed with a lot of draft picks, um, including the 12th overall pick, which we're going to get to later. But Bryce Young is going to be that guy who Houston has to be able to build around. He did perform with um, minimal talent in Alabama, but it's not going to work like that in the NFL. I do like what they have in uh, Damian Pierce as a running back, but they definitely need to upgrade a receiver. Um, I think they need to target one in this draft specifically. And um, yeah, I just think Bryce Young is just, I feel like that's just a no-brainer pick for Houston. Hopefully uh, they don't screw him over, but I think uh, Bryce Young has the ability to lift uh, Houston out of the trenches. I think I, something interesting to bring up, sorry, Ty, um, for you, Ben, is John Mechie. Um, I don't know if John Mechie is going to be back this season. He was diagnosed Wait, with cancer last year. I forgot about Mechie. Yeah, so Mechie was diagnosed with, I believe, leukemia or yeah. lymphoma, some sort of cancer. But it was very treatable, and he's been progressing very well. So I think that's a sleeper interesting connection that could happen if Bryce Young happens to fall to number two. Um and because they played each other, they played with each other at Alabama. So I think that would be a really interesting thing to see if that happens. But um, don't forget about John Mechie. I hope he plays. I love Mechie back in college. Yeah, I thought he was great at Alabama. So I'd love to see him continue that connection with Bryce. All right. All right. So Cardinals, poverty franchise. All right. Let's think. I think I'm going to take Jalen Carter here. I think... Um, a lot of mocks have Tyree Wilson going the edge out of Texas Tech. That's what I had. Mm-hmm. But, but I think a lot of his potential like that is more of a push down the line. And the Cardinals are in this weird gray area where they have competing pieces, contending pieces even, but they have a lot of holes. And I think he's just going to come in, and I think he's one of the better defenders in this draft. And, you know, J.J. Rott just retired, and they want a similar guy to just kind of just – you know, F stuff up for lack of a better term in the backfield. And he's pushing 300 pounds. His strength is incre- is crazy. Some of his, uh, his pass rush moves, he has like a deep arsenal of swim moves and, you know, curls in. So I don't know. I just love this guy coming out of Georgia. And I think the Cardinals are going to jump on this kid. And I think Tyree Wilson is going to go later in the draft because I think Jalen Carter is more of a, a plug and play guy. He's going to immediately come in and do what he has to do. And, um, Cardinals are just prioritizing defense, though. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do take Wilson or even a cornerback, even. They're crazy like that. But I'm taking Jalen Carter with this pick. So you don't think he falls because of the incident with the murder? No, I don't. Th- I don't think he falls. I think. I think they're going to look past that. I, I like all the mocks have him going at least top ten, and obviously that's a big issue. You know, we all know 
that 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 that's the thing that follows him around. It's gonna follow him till the day he retires. But I just think that he's gonna go at this pick, and if he doesn't, he's gonna go to the Seahawks at pick five. I don't think that's really gonna be a huge huge. That's issue. why I had him go to Seattle at pick five. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think that's gonna be a huge huge issue for him. Like uh, at some point, I know it's terrible to say, but obviously, if it you know that that hurts him more than it does now, but things like that. Some guys just look past that and go straight for the talent, right? And that's a crappy thing to say. There's a lot of bad characters in the NFL, bad characters in the NBA, bad characters in the MLB. But at the end of the day, you know, some guys, they're, they're drafting guys, they're getting guys to put people in seats and to make their team better. And sometimes people just look the other way for things like that. And I think that's going to be a case here. And I think he's going to go to the Cardinals here. Is that my pick? <laughs> Yeah, you have the Colts. The Colts. This is this 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 is an interesting pick. I hope you pick the guy I think should go here. Hopefully. So I could I could go with see I could go with Levis, who I think a lot of people have found that Ballard might end not. up taking because he oh, seems no. like a guy that oh. Ballard would take. Um, but I'm going. I'm going to make Colts fans happy. I'm going to take CJ off the board for him. Let's go. I think. Um, I do think he's a better prospect than than Will Levis, and he obviously played really well at uh, Ohio State. He played really. He showed up well at the combine. He did good stuff there, and you know, it, we have our question marks about Ohio State quarterbacks, the way that the system that they're in, and the way that they play, but. You know, Ballard's got to swing big here, and I think Stroud is, he's the next best player. I don't know how you don't take him over Levis. So, he, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take him off the board here at four. I think that's... Love that pick. I love it. His situation, having his talent and the fact that he's a lottery guy, I think that's his best shot at coming in and doing something. Because he wasn't going to fall more than this. He was either going here or Houston. And I see a couple of mocks for him going to Houston, which is, I mean, I understand, but... If I'm him, out of all these teams, I'd probably want to go Colts. Mm-hmm. Ben, what are we feeling with the next one? Seahawks. We just discussed a little bit with the, you know, the exchangeability between Jalen Carter and Tyree Wilson. Are you taking Tyree Wilson here? I am not. I don't. I don't think Seattle needs an edge rusher per se because they got talent there. You know, they got a uh, they got Boya Mafe who showed out in his rookie year last year. They got Darrell Taylor who broke out last year, and they, they signed Shannon Wilson from last year who broke out. So. I'm going to go back. Do you remember how I was talking about how Anthony Richardson would fit very well in Seattle? Ooh, you take him a five? Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, okay. I You know, I don't think um, – I would have loved Will Anderson or Jalen Carter if they're still on the board here, but I feel like Seattle, if those guys are off the board, they should go quarterback because, listen, as much as I love Geno Smith and I love the story he had, I just don't think he's a viable long-term quarterback. I don't think this is sustainable. Because yeah. he's still, he's not, it's not like he's a young guy. He's in his 30s. And I don't think I would trust him with a long term extension. I'll give him the tag and let him play out this year and then let Richardson sit behind him. But then I'll let Gino go and let Richardson in on a second year. And I think he's going to take the lead by storm by then. So Richardson to Seattle, make it happen. Him and DK and Kenneth Walker is going to be electric. I, I agree. I think that that would be a really, really good thing. Do you think, um, Anthony Richardson here, do you think he sits behind Gino long-term? Do you think he gets a couple of reps in the weeks, depending on where the team's, you know, projected to go, and then he takes over the role? Like, how do you think he's going to, you know, breeze into that QB1 situation? 
I think it depends on if Seattle is going to be in the playoff picture or not. You know, obviously, if Geno's leading them into the playoffs, and like maybe like eight and six, nine and six by the later weeks, you're going to continue playing with Geno. But if Seattle is in like a spot where they could tank for a better draft pick, when say they're like five and ten, six and nine, something like that, um, then you could be probably throwing Richardson for a few reps and eventually give him the starting role over the last few weeks just to see what he's got. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, the Lions pick is a tough one for me. They're, they're going to go full defense. I'm stuck between Christian Gonzalez and Miles Murphy. I think the Lions are going to take, let's see, let's see. I think they're going to take Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. I think this kid oh, had an awesome, awesome little combine for himself. He did a real cool thing. 6'2", 201, big frame, really athletic. And he's young, too. So you have a lot. You you, you get that that upside with him. And he's going to pair really, really well with Jeff Okuda. But I think I think they're going to take Christian Gonzalez here with this pick because they, they need secondary, right? And that offense is going to do a lot under Campbell, Williams, Jared Goff doing his thing for some odd reason, and Amon Ross St. Brown and the rest of that supporting crew. But I do think they need defense because, you know, they have a high output of scoring. But they need to just stop the scoring on the other end. So I think they're going to take Christian Gonzalez mm-hmm. here with high upside. I love that pick. Yeah, I, I was, it was. It was between him and Witherspoon um, mm-hmm. for cornerbacks wise. Uh, but I see a lot of mocks getting Miles Murphy, which is a fine pick too. He has a lot of upside, but a lot of question marks around his game. But I think Gonzalez is the best one for for me at least at this pick. Yeah, I I think my audio cut out before, so I have to comment on Ben's pick before i comment on on gonzalez um i like the richardson pick i think that it would be great for him to sit behind gino who's a seasoned veteran who's both been through good seasons and very bad seasons so i really like that pick and i think learning with pete and that reforming offensive line is is really a would be a great situation for him and the Gonzalez pick's really interesting. I've seen a lot of people mock Weatherspoon here, but Gonzalez tested really well. He's he transferred from Colorado to Oregon um, to follow his cornerbacks coach, which I think is really interesting. And then he was able to excel in in Oregon. So I like that pick too, Ty. That's a, that's an interesting one. Yeah, I I just think that it, coupled with his age and the fact that he's six two two oh one, he has a very high upside, really good work ethic from what I heard from the interviews. I think they're going to jump on this guy because Campbell's creating a certain environment in Detroit of just hungry, hungry guys that just want to prove themselves because they are in Detroit. And that's a place where people say, oh, careers go to die. Well, Campbell's kind of turned that narrative around. I think Gonzalez is going to come in and have that kind of just uh, moxie about him compared to Witherspoon. All right, Grace. Raiders? I know well, Anthony Richardson drops this yeah. far, but, you know, Ben took him. What are we feeling? Um... The Raiders are in an interesting situation. I think they need a quarterback. Um, I don't think they publicly stated that they are like not going to pursue Aaron Rodgers if he decides he wants to leave Green Bay. Um, obviously, we've divorced from Derek Carr, and the options are limited. You know, we have Jimmy Garoppolo out there, potentially Daniel Jones. We'll see what happens. Um, probably not though. And then, you know, Gardner Minshew. So it gets a little thin out there after Garoppolo. Um, so I think they, they need to draft a quarterback. And I do think Levis comes off the board here. I happen to have two quarterback picks in this draft. So that's very hey, interesting. QB University. Well, yeah, so it is Ben. Okay. Hey. Um, but I, I'm taking Levis here. I think McDaniels 
wants to build something like his own team. He's building his own team in a sense. You know, he fired essentially Derek Carr and he's and I think it's a good test. It's it's a test to see, like, is McDaniels, this is the guy he's picking. You know, this is the guy he's selecting. Is he going to succeed with his guy? And if he doesn't, I mean, like, what else do you need to know that he's he's not been able to succeed as an NFL head coach? So I think this is a good test for Las Vegas. You're out here, you're getting your guy. I could see them moving up and, and grabbing a guy like CJ. He would be really interesting in Vegas. But in this mock, I'm going to take Levis, and he's going to have some fun with Josh McDaniels. Nice. I, I like that pick, too. I, I, I think, yeah, I think the quarterback market right now, people from the outside looking in and say, oh, my God, there's so many quarterbacks, so many options. But in reality, I think the Raiders are in a, in a moment where I think they just got to pick a guy and grow with him instead of just picking a Jimmy Garoppolo or going all in on Aaron Rodgers, which is a big mm-hmm. question mark. But I'd much rather Aaron Rodgers in another green than uh, black. So I'm just going to yeah. say that here. And the Jets, Jets uh, dominated room. But Ben, what are we feeling with the Falcons pick coming up here? The Falcons pick. This is I have a guy who absolutely loved come loved this season. That's uh Lucas Van Ness, the pass rusher oh. from The guy mm-hmm. dubbed Hercules. This guy is a freak. Let me tell you, he's um he hasn't started it. He hasn't started at Iowa, but in a rotational role, he's just been amazing. He's got his his um burst is unbelievable. He just always gets by his um he always gets by his blocker. He just plays with a force that you don't really see in a ton of uh, pass rushers. Um, he definitely needs to um, hone his game a little because he hasn't been a full-time starter and he's still a raw prospect. But he just has such a high ceiling. And for a Falcons team that's had 39 sacks combined in the last two years, 18 in 2021, 2021 um, this past season, you they need that blue, they need that pass rusher. So... I think Van Ness can totally be that guy. He's got all the physical traits. He just needs to um he just needs to um sharpen them a little bit and he can be an absolute weapon for that defense that needs a lot of help. I like that pick, Ben. I'm I'm a yeah. big fan of that pick. I think the thing about this 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 Carolina Panthers pick is is, is a big question is their quarterback situation, right? So Will Leff has just got taken off the board and a lot of mocks he has him falling to this position, but him being taken I think their only option is to bolster defensively, I guess. It's just I think they're going to pick Tyree Wilson here if they don't get their quarterback out of Texas Tech. I mentioned him before being this high-motor, high-output guy. But, you know, he's a little bit – you, you get injured here and there. He had a, fo- a foot injury in college. and But his upside is insane. You know, his athletic ability is out there. He had a great combine. But I also think that he's going to – it's going to take time for him to develop. And I think Carolina is a place where – time isn't an issue you know they're, they're not a team that's going to contend anytime soon they're trying to bolster in these next two to three years which i think is his window to really reach his prime and really have his output that we want him to have and um if arizona never took him here at this pick which i think they don't they're gonna take Jalen carter i think he falls to this position without the quarterback in um in carolina i think this is a great fit for him too he it's a small market he can really grow here not much pressure like a lottery guy would have but i think he'd be good in carolina I like it because the fact that we don't have uh, trades in this draft, Carolina totally would have grabbed a quarterback. But considering the four the four quarterbacks are off the board, I I like that pick for Carolina. Yeah, if they want, they can wait two to three you know rounds or whatever. They could pick up one of those other guys, a Hendon Hooker, a Stenson Bennett, even those other guys too. But 
Um, or the guy out of Fresno State, I forget his name. He had a decent combine throwing the ball around. But um, if you can't get the first three guys, you can just sit on it. Carolina has some good draft capital too, so they're fine. All right, Grace. Super Bowl guys went there, got dookied around by Patty Mahomes. What do you feel about the Eagles pick if they don't trade it? So you kind of stole my pick with Christian Gonzalez Ooh. coming off the board. Really? So I think I'm going to take Joey Porter Jr. Yeah, I feel from that. From Penn State. Um, I thought he tested well at the Combine, but I think it's interesting. Obviously, his dad is, was a great pro at the Steelers. I would honestly like to see him go to the Steelers. I'm not a Steeler fan, but I just think legacy is fun. Um yeah. But I think that his dad, he wanted to come out a year earlier. His dad was like, you need to stay in. You need to uh, work on your handsiness and your game another year at Penn State. And that's what he did. And I think that's his biggest uh, flag is he's a little bit of a penalty guy. But that's why I would have loved to see him go to the Steelers because I think Tomlin is the perfect coach for guys who need help with that. Um, but I think going to Philly is pretty good too. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, so, that's, that's not half bad. Yeah. So I'm, um, you know, Philly, I believe is, I don't, I don't know what their situation is going to be with Bradbury, but I believe he's a free agent after this season or this season now, um, upcoming. So they need to, it's a position of need for them. And, um, I think Porter fills that role really nicely. He gets to stay in Pennsylvania. Um, and, you know, play for the champ, play for the almost champs. Almost mm. champs. That, that's all life is, almost champs. Almost. Almost champs, yeah. Ben, let's go to, to Tennessee, baby. You're the only 10 I see. What are we feeling about the Titans pick here? I'm seeing a lot of line, but they can change things up, Ben. Tennessee is in a state of flux right now. They uh, just got rid of a bunch of guys, Robert Woods and Taylor Luan being the headlining, headlining that group. Yeah, and I think they're going to replace the latter, their starter of nine plus years, and draft uh, Peter Skaronsky, the tackle mm. out of Ooh. Northwestern. I think he's the most safe, uh, not the most safe prospect. I just think he's the best um, line prospect in this class. He's a great run blocker, which is great because they obviously have one of the best running backs in football, and it's a very run heavy offense. So I think he would fit very well there. The one concern about him is his. Um, I know there's been concerns about his uh, arm length and wingspan, which is pretty short for a tackle. But I think um, teams, I think a team should ignore that. If um, if you see someone as talented as Skaronsky, he's going to be a day one starter, and it, I think his floor is a quality starting tackle. And he has a his ceiling is probably a Pro Bowl level, but I don't think he'll he won't end up being a turnstile tackle. That's for sure. He's probably the, in my opinion, the safest tackle pick in this draft. So. Tennessee grabs him at 11 to replace uh, the aforementioned tail at one. Yeah, I like that pick. I think we saw short arm tackle and Rashawn Slater go two years ago, and he's been just fine from Northwestern, too. So um, I wanted him for the Jets, but all right. Yeah, I wanted, I, I look, you wanted you guys to land him, too. I had Paris Johnson going at this pick. I think that would have been fine. I see other people go with Tyler Steen at Alabama, but. Either way, like out of those three guys, like they're all plug and play players, so you can't really go wrong with that pick per se. So think about it, right? Let's let's think, let's think, let's think, let's think. Uh, this is I an interesting like, pick. 
I think it's an interesting pick. I just think for Houston's sake, they're going to get caught up in the name brand, I think. I think they're not really smart in the war room. They should go defensive guy. You know, I, I think they should go Cansey. You know, Remember that D'Amico Ryan's just got hired there. So maybe defensive mind. Yeah. Defensive mind. Yeah, no, I'm thinking Cansey out of Pittsburgh, but – I don't know. I feel like I feel like they might jump on Johnston. I don't know. I it's either between those two guys. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm gonna go with the Wild because you know you only live once, really. I think they're gonna draft Quentin Johnston at a TCU. I think they're gonna pair whomever quarterback they get, whether it's Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, with probably the best receiver in this class, which is not saying a huge much, but I think they're gonna pair him with that because br- couple of Brandon Cooks. I think just bringing in a stellar receiver like that with your quarterback, even though you have a lot of issues, we know that. I think that's I think that's more of like a let's make the fans happy, you know, give them a one-two punch and then draft defensive guys later. Because I think Demeco Ryan's has an eye for talent regardless on the defensive side. So if he picks up guys in this draft defensively throughout the rounds, I think he'll be fine. But I I think he I think he'd jump on this pick at wide receiver here at Quentin Johnston. I think. Yeah, I like that pick. I um was doing a mock a couple of days ago, and I I took that pick. The same thing. I think I had. Either Stroud and and Johnston or or Young and Johnston, and I think it fits well. I think he's a a good size guy. He's the yeah. most typical outside guy in this draft. Um, it's a slot heavy class, like we talked about. So I think if you were to take a wide out in this class, I think Johnston um, is the best one. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think the the right pick is defensive. You have a lot of defensive guys coming <laughs> up, but I think they do fall a little bit. And I think you 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 have QB. I'm not QB. Sorry, wide receiver one. Arguably, can say here. And uh, I think that I think they bounce on them. I think I think after their first pick, they're gonna feel themselves. You know, feel good. Put the air conditioning on in the war room. And I think they're gonna take a wide receiver with this pick. But that's what I'm gonna go with. But Grace, you know, homeland hero pick here. What are we feeling? This is like my dream scenario. I, I pick for the yeah, Jets. You get to pick for the um, Jets. <laughs> I, in this case, it's just mock worked out great for them. They they get Power Johnson Jr. from Ohio State. Um, the offensive line has been a struggle for the Jets, you know, since the beginning of time. Um, and I think with the uncertainty of Mackay Becton, we need to take tackle insurance. We need to take offensive line insurance. I believe Johnston. I believe Johnson. I don't. You could back me up here, Ben. I'm not sure. He might have played a little bit inside at Ohio State as well, Pretty not sure just tackle. I know yeah, he's going to play center at some points. Yeah. So I would. I think the Justice need depth at this position. They had so many injuries last year. Um, George Fan and uh, Tomlinson were very inconsistent on the line. I think you know offensive line is a necessary pick here. It's the foundation of, of a good offense. And the Jets yep. offense was not great last year, aside from, you know, Brees Hall and and Garrett Wilson and a few others. But I think being able to fortify the line and have insurance for Mackay Becton if he gets hurt again and um then you I then I think you're 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 making up something good because you've got Vera Tucker on the inside, you've got Tomlinson, McGovern and then you've got um Johnston Johnson and um we have someone else like Dwayne Brown Dwayne Brown or or Dwayne Beck, whoever starts at the other tackle or whoever right? starts at left so i think you've you've now had you now have a strong taco room if you draft Paris Johnson so um that's my pick here that's like not a hard 
not hard for me. Very oh, yeah, easy. no. Yeah, <laughs> as long as you that, that, I'll be happy. That's a perfect pick. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Like, him and, or if Skronsky's here, Skronsky's good. And I, I'd take Broderick Jones here if, if both happen to be off the board because of just how much we need uh, depth at the position. All right, Ben, New England Patriots, you know, you're a man at it, Holy it, Cross. It, it, Whoever you pick is the, is determined on my pick because I think we're going back to back receivers here. This, this, yeah, this yeah this this pick hurts me as a as a Patriot like just as these are my, this is my least favorite team. I just you can say hater. Them. You can say hater, Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New England is a bad place, Mar, but I, they got to go receiver here. Jacoby Myers, I think, is going to leave them, which is going to leave a gaping hole receiver. So I think they're going to go. With the guy who is considered the best receiver at Ohio State last year, Jackson Smith Najiba, you, and I think he's—I think he's the best receiver in this class. Still, he probably would have been at least a top ten pick if he didn't miss most of the season. But just the way—just the way he his route running is just elite, and he just knows how to get separation. He can read the defense very well. He has great hands. And people forget last year he he set the Big Ten receiving record with over six six sixteen hundred yards. So I think you can just plug him in in Myers spot, and then he he'll just be able to excel because New England needs playmakers on offense to succeed. And getting JSN is a great start for them. I like that. I like that. I just I just wonder how he how he handles because he worked a lot in the slot in Ohio State. Ohio State had a lot of weapons, so I wonder mm-hmm. if he goes into New England, what is Bill going to do with him? Uh, how is Mac going to adhere to him, and what's going to go on? Because Bill can put on the burners for the tight end plays, you know, and he might just stay in the slot. But I really want to see his potential really pre- pressed out. But I wanted him for the Green Bay pick, Ben. But I have a crazier, better pick, and I think it'll work out. Regardless of the quarterback situation, whether it's Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers, or my uncle, whatever, Green Bay is picking a wide receiver. And I think, Ben. Finally. I think they're going to pick Zay Flowers out of Boston College. Listen to me, right? Coupled with the combine, coupled with his crazy interviews, everybody's loving him. He killed it in college with mediocre pl- quarterback play at a Boston college. And I think a lot of analysts, like analysts are looking at this kid and be like, this kid could be really, really awesome. And in the past years, a lot of guys have fallen out of the first round, second round receivers. I'm talking about Amara on St. Brown. The list goes on and on and on. And I think Green Bay here really needs a receiver because they've made so many mistakes for the past 20 years or Aaron Rodgers. And they're going to take a guy and they're going to take a chance. They're going to take a gutsy gutsy chance here and i think they're going to take zay flowers and i think they're not going to be disappointed with this pick i think they're going to really love it regardless of their quarterback play because i think he's one of the better receivers in this draft and if he's in the right situation which i think could be green bay i think he's going to become the best receiver from this draft hot take cold take Mm -hmm. whatever you want to say but i like zay flowers here wow i think they're going to jump on it I, I like if it was if I had Green Bay's pick, I, I don't think I would take Flowers here because they took Christian Watson, who is a bigger receiver than him. But I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think I would have gone with some sort of defensive back because their defense needed a bit of help. Yeah, no, but I, I also I had Isaiah Foster I like here. Flowers. 
Yeah, but... I had a, I had Isaiah Foskey jumping around here from Notre Dame. Shout out to Dame. Oh. I, I know you like that, Grace. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I just think they 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 need one, and I think they were just gonna jump on him. I, I don't know. Like I coming up to it, everybody's loving him right now, and his stock is mm-hmm. only going up. And I think Green Bay is a team that would fall in love with a guy. They like. They have like a Jerry Jones mentality of like, once I find a player, I really stick with him. And I really like him. And he's a guy that would kill it in an interview room. And they're going to go home like, damn, honey, like they're at dinner. Like, oh, man, I love that Zay Flowers kid. And they pick him with this pick. I think that's what they're going to do. Okay, crazy, I think I'm, I'm next. Am yep, I next? Commanders, yeah. what are we feeling? I think I made a mistake. We don't have Witherspoon off the board, do we? No, we do not. I would have, I, I overlooked him. I would have taken him at 10. Uh, for Philly, but since I took Porter instead, which is still a possibility, I have to take Weatherspoon here. He makes sense. Um, he has a really cool story. Uh, Illinois was his only FBS offer, and he, out of high school, really didn't have much aside from them, and so he obviously went there and and has excelled really, really well there. So, um, Washington has needed help with this position for several years now. So, um, I think they're a team that's very interesting they're obviously have eric Bieniemy coming in as offensive coordinator ron rivera is a established coach is he's he's ron you know um <laughs> he's reliable and i think they now need to help um their defense and i think weatherspoon is a guy who could potentially be the best cornerback coming out of this class so that's why i'm kind of mad at myself for overlooking him how dare i um but I think Washington fans would be very happy if he slips down to 16 um, because I, I think he's potential to be an, uh, just a tremendous player. And I think the problem with people who draft corners this year is they're going to expect some of them to be like Sauce Gardner and no one's going to be yeah, like Sauce Gardner. Nah. Sauce Gardner is that guy. Um, that's he, he's like, the sauce. Sauce is just like, it's just unusual what he did. <laughs> so um, I just, I hope some of these guys are able to just perform well and Witherspoon is, is a guy who I think will be able to succeed in Washington, hopefully. If he goes there. I like I like that pick. Great. I like that pick. Thank as you. As long as it was a corner. I had Joey Porter because I had Witherspoon going to Philly. That but... that's what I would have done. I, ah. I can't believe I overlooked him. I'm I'm sad. <laughs> I think I think Joey Porter would fit in with the the Eagles better. I think Weatherspoon is better, but I think I think the Eagles would jump on Porter. I don't think that's crazy to say. And no, we, we, it, might, I, we might say yeah. it's overlooked, but like I think that's what would happen realistically. I think I think I think they prefer Porter's size and his intangibles and his history of football compared to Weatherspoon, even though Weatherspoon is is that guy. I think it's interesting. I I would have taken Weatherspoon, but I don't necessarily think it's it's um it's not a huge drop off at all. All right, Brian, All right, what are you feeling for uh, Steel Town? The terrible towels. Yep. The Yinzer Nation. <laughs> Shout That's out to Ryan Chris. Lechner. Shout out to Ryan Lechner. Love you, my man. So I have them taking a tackle by the name of Broderick Jones. I feel like yeah. if it wasn't defense, they got to go offensive line. Their offense, their offensive line just isn't good. It's not the same line like um, five years ago back with the Killer Bees. Um, Broderick Jones is one of the he's probably the most raw out of the big three of tackles with Skaronsky Jones and himself. But I think he has the highest ceiling. He started he was the starting left tackle for Georgia both championship years. And um 
he's just a freak athlete. He's got so much upside, which, yeah, he has the highest ceiling. But he only has 19 starch, which is a little bit of a concern. But I think with Pittsburgh, with um the with the elite defensive backs off the board, I feel like he got to go offensive line. And Broderick Jones has a huge has such a high ceiling that he could be an all pro in a few years. And for Pittsburgh, we have Kenny. You have a very young offense with Kenny Pickett and Najee Harris and uh, George Pickens. You got to protect those guys. And the first, the most obvious way to do that is get a cornerstone tackle. So Broderick Jones just makes the most sense here. Mm-hmm. I like I this like, pick. I like, I like the pick as well. For me, a lot of mocks have the first Lions pick picking up uh, Miles Murphy and then getting a cornerback now, preferably Dante Banks. But since I got Gonzalez before, I think they're going to go to Fighting Irishman here instead of Dalton Kincaid. I think they're going to go Michael Meyer. I just think that with oh. the loss of TJ Hawkinson, I think, with the, I think with the loss of TJ Hawkinson, they missed that tight end for golf. Golf loves targeting the tight end, preferably in a lot of RPO plays and play action plays. So I think Michael Meyer is going to be the pick here. I personally love Michael Meyer. I think he's the best tight end here. I'm not, you know, I think Dalton KK is also very, very well, but I think they're going to pick Michael Meyer with this pick. And I know Grace likes that pick because that's her. Wow. I, you just stole my pick because I was going to draft him for the Bucks. That would be um, awesome for the Bucks, but I think the Lions are going to jump on this one. I think they've got I, their awesome cornerback early, so they're going to go with no, a tight end here. I love this pick because the Lions offense, well, I would love, and it's not going to happen, Richardson to go to the Lions. And I know no, Lions fans don't want him. Lions fans are comfortable with Goff, and they want to use this pick for either continuing to fortify the offense or the defense. Yeah. Um, I if this was my pick, I would have gone Kalaja Kansi, but um I love the mayor pick. I think it's a really fun pick. Obviously, we know my Notre Dame bias. I, I love Michael Mayer. I think he's a tremendous tight end. He's the best tight end in this class. Um and oh man, him alongside that line, it's like what's getting past them. Nothing. Yeah, no, that that was the thing. <laughs> if 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 they were more of a receiving kind of just like deep west coast team i think they would go kincaid here because kincaid is that speedy guy more lengthy whatever quick twitch as some people would say but i think since that coupled with that line you got to go with a bigger guy more sturdy in in mare and the the blocking schemes the certain mm-hmm. plays are going to run like jared goff is going to be a clean jersey man like <laughs> they're not going to worry about a damn thing in detroit and i i wanted this pick for a while because i'm a huge fan of him personally but um, yeah, I think they pick Mayor with this pick if they get the cornerback with the prior earlier first round pick. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. I think it's great. And yeah, I I love Mayor. So that's yeah. that's a really good offense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think I think uh, Campbell in the war room with the GM is gonna he's gonna flip flop throughout this entire draft: defense, offense, defense, offense. He's not gonna lean one way. I think they're just gonna evenly stack as they go back and forth like hopscotch. I think that's. I think if you're Detroit, that's what you kind of do. Mm-hmm. All right, what are we feeling for this this 19th pick for the Bucks? I have I have a defensive man going here. Uh, I I think I'm gonna lean defense. I mean, this is gonna be I believe Todd Bowles' first year drafting. As oh the God, that's just that's scary. That's I mean, we've seen uh, Todd Bowles in the in the room before. <laughs> uh, I want to say Todd Bowles was a part of the drafting of Quinnen. What? No, he was 
No, he was Adam Gase drafted Quinn, and he was the makeshift GM because Douglas was hired. Oh, after. Leonard, he drafted Leonard. Yeah, he drafted Leonard. Okay, so yeah, okay. Um, I'm gonna go with the defensive pick. I I'm interested by Brian Branch because they need a little bit of fortifying at the defensive back position, but I'm gonna go with Clyde Jacansi. Um, I think. Like we said, he tested really well at the combine. He matches up like eerily similar to Aaron Donald, not even aside from the fact of going at the same school, similar height, weight, ran just literally a point zero one of a time faster than Donald. So I'm not saying he's gonna be Donald, but I think Todd he Bowles is be. Todd Bowles loves his interior lineman and I think Cansey is a good pick here and I think, you know, Bucks are an aging team on kind of both sides of the ball. So, um, I think they kinda I think they address their quarterback needs in um free agency. I can definitely see Carr or Garoppolo going there. Um, if they don't go to the Jets and the Saints. <laughs> but um, you know, I can even see Tampa Bay trading up um to try and grab a quarterback if they like one of them, but because Todd Bowles is a defensive head coach. I'm I'm gonna take Cansey off the board here and and fortify their line more. Defensive line, obviously. <laughs> I like that pick. I like it a lot, actually. Makes sense because Todd Bowles is a defensive guy. I had Dalton Kincaid going here, but knowing Todd Bowles as a defensive coach, it it makes sense. It makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, I, I would have taken Mayor. I got swiped under me. <laughs> I just think the Lions would have jumped on it. Like that was like, oh my god, he's here. I hope they realize what he, what, how good he is. I, I, I'm a big fan of him over Kincaid personally. I, it would be all, if they get the cornerback with that prior first round pick. Picking Mayor there is awesome. Like it just, it just works. All right, Ben, what are you feeling, Ben? What are you feeling for the Seahawks? The Seahawks with their second first round pick shot to Russell to the Russell Wilson trade. You know. I had a lot. This was a pick I had a very difficult time with because Jalen Carter was there. I would have loved to draft uh, Brian Breesey. I mean, well, um, Anthony Richardson in this case goes to Seattle. But my previous mocks, I've had Jalen Carter going to uh, Seattle. So it was kind of tough. But after careful consideration, I had them going with Osiris Torrance, the interior lineman from Florida, who played with Anthony Richardson. So there's a little connection there. Um,. He's not a huge name, but the thing is, the guy is dominant in the run game, which is huge for Seattle considering they have Kenneth Walker and Richardson, who is a run-first quarterback. And he's very good in pass protection, too. The only question is that we don't know like, what kind of scheme he fits in, but I think he has a lot of upside. I think the fit with um, Seattle's offense is perfect with their um, running attack, and also the connection with Richardson makes a lot of sense. So... For someone like Anthony Richardson, it helps to have some familiarity in the locker room. So I think Osiris Torrance is a perfect fit for Seattle, whose offensive line is not the greatest right now. Mm-hmm. They're rebuilding. They had um, they took Charles Cross last year, so I like this pick for the interior. I think it's I think it's strong and wow, double offense. I I wasn't expecting that, but I I like it. I think it's good. <laughs> oh my goodness the chargers defense 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 
Dolphins defense. It's between Miles Murphy and Maxie Smith. I think they're just going to put something on the line. Whether or not it's either one, I honestly think... I think they're going to go Maxie Smith out of Michigan. I think they're going to go the line. I, I, I honestly think the run game kills them a lot. Um, and it opens up a passing and it puts stress on the secondary. Um, it's weird because if you look on paper, like the Chargers are weirdly good. It's just they just don't perform. Like it's, it's just it's very, very odd. You have guys like Cleo Mack and older Kyle Van Noy, uh, Derwin James, all those all this other you know good jazz but like it they, they work out of sync and i think they're gonna put maxi smith there to kind of clock things up because he did pretty well at michigan from what i recall and he's an awesome nose tackle and his pass rush he can get on the quarterback quick and i think that's another thing that the chargers have to accomplish is just getting on people quick and um yeah i think they're gonna go with a defensive tackle here maxi maxi smith mazzy is really interesting he's the He's number one on Bruce Feldman, who writes for the Athletics Freaks Freaks List. Um, he's just an incredible athlete. No, who, he's great. He's just unbelievable. He he literally can bench like a ridiculous amount of weight. He he's. It says here he could do twenty two reps on bench press, and that's with three hundred and twenty five. Jesus what? Christ. Something yeah, ridiculous yeah. like you that. Could probably bench press Prius, yeah. No, I knew he was strong. I think that's where they were going to go this pick. They need something to clog things up and cause problems. Because they, they just give a lot of time to opposition's quarterbacks. And I think this guy can come in and just, you know, take a, shave a couple seconds off pocket times. I think mm-hmm. that's why they picked this guy. Grace, what are we feeling for the next one here, Grace? Baltimore? Baltimore. Great, I interesting time. Lamar Jackson, what's going on? I have one thing on my mind, and that is a wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, um, so. they fired their athletic training staff. I believe it was like the worst rated in the NFL because oh yeah, people the, the, out. the survey came out of like players evaluating the teams, and I want to say Baltimore was like an F minus. Like it was a nightmare, and so. I think that their receiver room has some strong guys. Obviously, drafted Rashad Bateman a few years ago. They had Duvernay. But I think if you're keeping Lamar, which we'll see what happens there, but um, if you keep Lamar, which I'm assuming they do in this case, the number one thing you need to do is get him a weapon another weapon you know you traded away hollywood brown a few years ago last year yeah last year and you never really replaced him um with anyone strong enough to do that so i think that they're taking wide receiver here and my highest wide receiver on the board is jordan addison from Mm -hmm. usa who won the Blicked it off. <laughs> I always pronounce it wrong. Ready B award. Last, not this year, the year before, at Pitt with Kenny Pickett. Um, he is a really good receiver. Lines up a lot in the slot, but super shifty, fast, and I think that he would be great here with Lamar. Um, you can't, you like I. They need a receiver. <laughs> and I think having Addison fall this far would be a really great thing for them. 
Um, hopefully they have Lamar stay and they're able to play together or else I don't even know what I'm doing with this pick if Lamar isn't there. <laughs> um, but in this case, I'm, I'm going to have Addison coming off the board, who also just played tremendous this year, Caleb Williams. So um, he's coming off a great year in, in the Pac-12 um, after showing he could also play in the ACC. So, um, yeah. I mean that's, that's I love that pick. They they needed they need a wide receiver and I don't know if that that drafting Addison might be too little too late because you know Lamar might be out but if Lamar does stay he gets his guy. He gets his yeah. guy. He gets his guy. Ben, Minnesota needed a draft receiver. Minnesota a strange team Ben, what are we feeling? <laughs> Minnesota is so interesting. I feel like this was the I if I'm being honest I feel like this was their last year to truly contend for a title. But I'm drafting. I'm drafting a player to help them try to win a title this year, and that's guy. And that guy is Brian Breesy from uh, Clemson. You know, he probably could have. If we're talk, if we did this mock draft a little early in the year, he probably would have been a top ten pick because this guy is really good. And um, Minnesota has a need on the D line, and Brian Breesy is just very athletic. He's a qu- he's a very quick guy for uh, a D tackle. So I think this is just a plug and play guy. If Dalvin Tomlinson, um. Gets cut or traded. I think this is just a perfect fit for him. So, Breezy to the Vikings. I think that just makes a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Anything on defense. <laughs> Anything. Need help. Need help. Anything. Wait a minute. Is Branch still available? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I oh, have Branch higher, actually. This is a war room blunder. I might have to take Branch here for, for Jacksonville. Great pick. Yeah, if no, you no. Don't, I, I would question you. I would question you if you don't. Uh, yeah, because I, I, I filled out my mock wrong because I was, I was trying to move my board around. But I had Cam Smith going here. Um, I think they, they really wanted a really strong cornerback. But since Branch is here, I'm taking Branch, baby. We're, you know, That's they're gonna true. cut to the Jacksonville like war room. We're high fiving and stuff. We're like, woo, woo. You'll yeah. be laughing just like uh, Minnesota oh, no. did three years ago. Oh yeah, no, I am. I'm taking Branch here. They they need a cornerback. You know, the Jacksonville Jaguars secondary bounces around the league. They for majority of the season though, I think from weeks three to five, and then seven to nine or whatever, they were thirty second. They 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 are terrible in the secondary, and they want a guy that could really just mess things up. But yeah, I'm taking Branch here. Branch, he's mine. Yeah, I'm taking Branch. Yeah, he's I that think guy. That's He's a versatile lineman. They have him listed as a sa- uh, not a lineman, sorry, defensive back. Uh, they have him listed as a safety here, but I think he can really play all over the all over the secondary and yeah, in Jacksonville, and they need help there. I think their offense is strong, especially with the re- return of Redley. I think Etienne had a great year. I think they're going to tag Evan Ingram, so I like this pick a lot. Just fortifying the other side of the ball and branch played really he's he's a really interesting player um i think he just slides a bit because you know he's a safety and i think you know i get a little itchy as a jets fan picking a safety high because i think of jamal adams who we didn't have a great all those guys yeah we didn't have a great relationship with jamal adams but i think right here 24 i think it's a great place to pick safety and good pick high I think he's definitely the best safety in the draft, but like you said, Grace, beautifully, I think he's a somewhat of a Swiss Army knife of a man. I think I can line him up in the cornerback position and have him on some of the best guys in the field. And the fact that he fell uh, is shocking, but I also understand it due to the high volatility of the prior picks. 
But yeah, no. So he fell to me. Jacksonville, we're popping champagne right now. We got Brian Branch. Beautiful. All right. Grace, New York. Oh my gosh. I'm picking for the Giants. I think this is great. So, oh man. Oh wow. I'm very tempted to take B. John Robinson here. <laughs> because well, we don't we don't know what the Saquon stuff is about. Yeah. This is what I think the Giants should do. I think that they should sign Daniel Jones and let Saquon Barkley walk and draft Bijan Robinson. That isn't ooh. the craziest th- No, Ben, don't ooh, that's not the craziest thing. <laughs> Bijan's tape is like identical to Saquon's. Like I know. Bijan is that guy, but since he's a running back over the past 5 years, running backs are not getting a lot of slack cuz like they're the most expendable position. But go on, Grace, cuz I I see where you're going with this. Um I'm not going to take him here because I don't think they're going to do that and I think that um I think that they they love Barkley and and he he's from the area. Bron- uh, Barkley's actually from I want to say the Bronx or like somewhere in like the New York City metro area. He actually grew up a Jets fan. Fun fact. Um, okay. But I think he's I think he wants to stay here, and I think Giants fans love him, and I think I think the front office loves him too. I think he had a very strong season this year, and um, I would be surprised honestly if he didn't stay with giants even though i think this is the right thing to do um considering his injury history and and the price tag he's going to cost but i am going to have them take a linebacker i'm going to take trenton simpson off the board i think that the giants like bread and butter is defensive backs linebackers they should have taken micah parsons they didn't take micah parsons and I was happy about that. Now they, Hell yeah. They're going to take Trenton Simpson off the board. I think he's one of the top linebackers in this class. You know, I don't think it's the strongest linebacker class we've seen, especially the past couple of years. We've seen some really good linebackers go early. Um, but I think that Simpson is a good pick here for a team that just like desperately needs to refine their linebacker identity. Um, so, um, he's coming off the board here just because I don't see the value at wide receiver here. The next highest guy on the board is Josh Downs, who I think, you know, is borderline first round pick, but I I really don't think he is. So I think they, they attacked the tight end position a bit with Bellinger last season. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go Trenton Simpson here. I don't think giant fans would be mad at me for this pick. So yeah, I like that pick. I understand it. But I also understand the saga of the Giants letting Saquon walk because paying both Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, even though money. I know a couple of Giants fans would love that, uh, it would really bolster and destroy their some of their cap space. That's a lot of money they're they're flailing around. But Ben, please tell me what my team is drafting. Ben, you know what, Tyler? I'm actually gonna do you a favor. I'm gonna tell I'm gonna toss this over to you. Why don't you make this pick? For me? Oh, 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 Benjamin, my boy. <laughs> Is this like See a trade nice pick scenario? How nice am. We know who you're going to take, Ty. Who do you think I'm going to take, Grace? Please, you're going to take would... Robinson. You're taking Robinson. Robinson? I'm taking Robinson? Yeah. All right. All right. I'm going to do what you did before. Your little like spiel. Like, I think this is what they're going to do and what they're actually going to do. Whatever. I would love Bijan Robinson. I do think he's an immense talent because Zeke right now, I'm losing love with him. He's, he's not going to take the pay cut. Tony Pollard's coming off his thing. But... 
I love Bijan. I love him. And if Dallas picks him, I'm not going to be mad. But I am taking Jalen Hyatt with that pick. Ooh. I love that pick. I, I am taking Listen, I oh. love Bijan Robinson. If we get him, I won't be mad. Uh, Mike McCarthy in, in that, that offensive room showed that what we can do with two different running backs, you know, a third and one guy or a first and long guy, whatever. Bijan's an immense talent. What was he in college led with uh, yards after contact, whatever. Like the guy is awesome. We know this. But currently right now, Dallas is trying to do everything to help Dak because they believe Dak isn't the problem, which in some case he is, some case he isn't, whatever, you can get the politics away. I could talk about it for 14 hours straight. But he does need receiver help because CD is an awesome wide receiver too, but he was thrust into the wide receiver one position and he's still getting his lay of the land there. And Gallup, we wanted him to step up and he's not really there and he gets injured. So I think we're going to take the Tennessee guy and Hyatt. Now, a lot of Hyatt's highlights and tape is Hendon Hooker's mastery with the ball. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I do still think that Hyatt is an awesome receiver, and he did have a nice little combine for himself. And I think if he just compliments Jerry Jones's hair in the interview, he's drafted. He's drafted. Like, that's I think, it. Yeah, I like this pick. I, once again, overlooked him. Not good on my board today. I'm using the PFF simulator to do all the picks. And Come on, Grace. This is going to be your job in like five they years. They did Come not on. have Hyatt uh, taken. Like, the, he wasn't ranked high, so I, I didn't see him, and that was my fault. But I could see the Giants taking him at 25, but I, I think he's a great pick here for Dallas. Like you said, he he's a little small, but I think yeah. he can line up on the inside next to CD. That's great. And I think the biggest concern with Hyatt was his route running, and um, I think he should be able to hopefully improve on that. But he obviously had his five touchdowns versus Alabama and Tennessee's win. Um, and he's a good pick. I like a time. Yeah, no, I, I just, I just think that because Ben, do you mind if I go for Buffalo next too? If, if that's if you want to trade, because I think that's where Bijan goes. I was about to talk about Bijan going to Buffalo. Yeah, I think that's where Bijan goes. I think Dallas, like they would love it. You know, uh, Bijan's in the Texas uniform. Like he lives five minutes away from from AT and T Stadium, whatever. But I think the, the, we need help a receiver, and I think we're, we're having all these issues with salary and paying Dalton Schultz and all these other things. I think you know there's a lot of there's, there's a, the receiver market just got you know really stacked. I wouldn't say stacked, but just flooded with with a lot of things. You got Keenan Allen, Mike Evans being up for trade, D Hop being up for trade, all these other things. I think we don't really want to worry about those guys because we'd have to pay them. So I think we draft the guy here to help Dak out. But yeah, go on, go on for Buffalo, Ben. I think that's an easy pick for Buffalo. Oh, he was, yeah. he was either it, it hit makes, Robinson or Gibbs, I think, at this pick. And it, you're not you're not gonna pass it on Bijan for Gibbs. Yeah. No, no disrespect to uh Jameer Gibbs, but Bijan yeah. is that guy. Yeah. He's been a best running back since Saquon. And I think we saw a Buffalo that joys me as a Jets fan, but terrifies me at the same time the fact that they could get Bijan. Josh Allen looked human in the playoffs, and it showed that he needs a little more help, you know. Yeah, saw Stefan Diggs getting frustrated with him. I feel like Gabe Davis is a little overrated as a wide receiver, too. He's a very splashy guy, but there are games where he's just non-existent. And when Josh Allen can't throw to Diggs, he makes some very boneheaded decisions. So having the safety valve like Bijan, who can make any play in space, is just going to be so helpful for Buffalo. I think it's going to push them back to um, Super Bowl favorites. Because right now, I think they're third in the AFC, in my opinion, in, to win the Super Bowl. So... Having Bijan to help uh, Josh Allen is just going to be so critical because 
we've talked about this before. Brian Dable leaving Buffalo is huge, and Josh Allen um, regressing this year. And adding Bijan to a stacked offense featuring himself and Stefan Diggs is just going to make them so much more potent. And I'd, I'd be excited to see what Bijan does in that offense. Yeah, I think this is a no-brainer decision. This is like uh, when when it's just like, you know, God himself just gives you like a gold bar on your lap. Like it's just, it's, it's what Buffalo needed. They needed a safety valve and there's no better safety valve at this pick than the guy from Texas. Yeah. I think, you know, as a Jets fan, this is a, a, a difficult <laughs> pick to swallow. You know, yeah. Buffalo chose not to draft Brees Hall last season. And I don't think that, I think they might've regretted that a little bit. So, if Bijan falls to them here at 27, I, I definitely don't think they, they bulk twice. So, he's great. Yeah. Grace, so you get the Cincinnati pick. What are they feeling? I do. Um, I'm going to take Dalton Kincaid from Utah off the board oh, here with um, Hayden Hurst entering free agency. You know, you could easily go here and take a corner and <laughs> replace uh Eli Apple or um draft line again, which is something that the Bengals and the Jets seem to always have a problem with is they just cannot keep a healthy offensive line. But I'm gonna go with the tight end. Um another weapon for Burrow. No idea if Hit T. Higgins is gonna end up being traded or not. But I this at least gives Dalton's a really good pass catching tight end. So this gives him another great weapon. Um, and, you know, I think this is a, a good pick. And it also fortifies the line a little bit um, with his blocking abilities. But I think that this is the pick if they're not able to re-sign Hurst um, as a free agent. I, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, I, some, I like this one. Yeah, some mocks had Meyer fall into this position. But I think the Lions jump on him if they get that cornerback early. But... Yeah, and no, I think tight end's definitely the way to go after Hirsch's departure. Good pick. Great pick, in fact. Thank for you. The, for the Burrow offense? Yeah, good pick. Good pick. <laughs> ben, what are we feeling for the Nolan Saints, baby? Nola, baby. This is a... It's so... The, the Saints are in a very tough spot. I'm going to be real. I had a very difficult time making this pick, but since uh, Mr. Miles Murphy is still on the board, yeah. why not go with him? Yeah. Hey. Why not? He's the best player on the board. Um, Cam Jordan is getting older. Uh, I believe Marcus Davenport might be a free agent. I, I could be wrong. But uh, Miles Murphy is right. He's easily the best guy on the board. I feel like the Saints got to go best player available here because I don't know if they're in a rebuilding state just yet just because the NFC South is so bad. So um, why not go all in while you're all while you're in debt and try to win the division and miles Murphy can easily help you do that yeah this is a, a no-brainer pick if miles murphy falls here i don't see why you don't and then you're pairing him with peyton turner um i think that's there build a strong line if peyton turner continues to <laughs> play um but yeah, I think this is a good pick. And Miles Murphy's interesting because I believe he played both inside and outside at Clemson. So um, you can get that versatility from him if you need it. Eagles, yuck! 
Okay. Yeah. Let me think here because I, I know one thing for a fact. The Eagles lineup is going to look a lot different coming this next season because they lost 12. They're, they're, going, they're losing 12 people to free agency, right? Mm-hmm. So, and three of them, I believe, are linemen. But I don't know if they'll go linemen here. I think I'm going to go with a kind of a ballsy pick here. I'm kind of liking it for the fact that he's a both sides jackknife guy. I'm going to go Darnell Washington out of Georgia. Here's why. Ooh, whoa, whoa. Here's why. That's a crazy standing, pick. Hanging oh at 6'6", six, six, baby. 6'6", six, six, 270. He has 11-inch hands, 84-inch wingspan. He, his blocking, insane. But get this. I think Seriani's going to implode him as a tight end coupled with Dallas uh, Goddard's play. And I think they're going to have insane protection from him, but also another safety valve guy for Jalen Hurst to dish it off to on slow in routes, out routes, and little zigs. I think they're going to pick Darnell Washington with this pick because they need blocking because they're losing blocking, but they also mm. want another eligible receiver who's just insane. 6'6 six, six receiver, who's guarding that? I know a linebacker ain't catching him. I know a safety ain't tall enough to do it. I think they'll go darn out Washington with this pick. That personally, that's talk about picking outside the box. You know, for me, <laughs> I had it was I had Nolan Smith going here to replace. Yeah, um, Nolan Smith going there too. <laughs> yeah, because I think I think they're going to go something on the offensive side of the ball. I know Nolan Smith is good, but it was either Osiris Terrence out of Florida, who's a really good guard, or he and he was taken. And he was taken. So that was the thing. I wanted to go on, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and I wanted to go Darnell Washington. I just I just think his tape is good. And what for the Eagles need him for? Blocking schemes and another additional re- eligible receiver for Jalen Hurts. Oh, everything to help Jalen Hurts, of course. I think they go with this pick. I know Nolan Smith is like, oh my God. But I think Darnell Washington, whoever picks this gentleman here at 6'7", 270, is going to have a fun time with him. And they're, they're not, they're not going to look back on this pick. I think... That they might have like the best tight end group if they draft Darnell Washington alongside yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. I think I think they're gonna do. No, nobody really talks about this kid, and I watched a lot of Georgia football, and I think this kid is pretty gifted at the whole football thing. And, and yeah, he has all the physical attributes. And sure, does he have to grow into the receiver role? Of course, but you know, for the time being, have him block here and there and do his thing. It'll be awesome for him to mold into the football player that he wants to be and i think think if philly gets in here it's great has been slightly overlooked because of how good brock bowers is at georgia yeah i think he was overlooked a little bit this season and i think this would be a very interesting pick for philadelphia yeah and and if it works which i do think it will I, i think He's he he's not a like a boomer bust guy. Like you know you're gonna get from him. If mm-hmm. like if they get him here, I think it's an absolute dub for Philadelphia. And I don't want to see them winning, of course, as a Cowboys fan, but it's a great pick if they get him. <laughs> All right, last yeah, pick of the draft. What we have the out, here. Grace, Grace um, let me know, let me know what the champs are feeling. They don't really need anything. <laughs> um you know, they took some strong defensive players last year they took i'm leaning defense because um you know i don't think the values here at wide receiver if they want to go that way i think they have like this nice conglomerate of guys at receiver that works really well obviously we don't need a tight end here we have the best tight end in football um so i'm gonna go on the other side of the ball 
um, you know, you left Nolan Smith on the board here for me. And I know they took uh, George Karloftis last year, but I really don't think you can be deprived of edges. I don't think you can yeah. <laughs> ever have too many edges. I, I agree. Um, so, you know, I'm intrigued by Cam Smith. They took Trent McDuffie last season. Um, but I'm, I'm going to take Nolan Smith off the board. He tested great at Georgia. He tested great at the Combine. He was great at Georgia. Obviously, he was hurt for a, um, a lot of the end of the season. Um, he was, I believe, like the number two prospect in the 2019 class coming out of college. Um, something like that. I, I just... I love when guys are able to live up to the hype from the time that they are uh, recruited and ranked as a high school prospect up until they're drafted. You know, we saw Kayvon Thibodeau do it. We saw Trevor Lawrence do it. Now I think we can see Nolan Smith do it, go in the first round. I think he's going to go in the first round, whether it's 31 or before that. Um, I just That just makes me happy because I feel like you're able to see the scouting process succeed from yeah. like people were right about him from when he was you know 15 years old up until now so that's pretty impressive by scouts they've done a great job with him so i think in kansas city he'd be great he'd be adding to a great line um alongside carl Loftus, obviously getting to learn from one of the best defensive tackles in the nfl in chris jones so uh can't go wrong here i'm going nolan yeah, I like this pick. I, I like either it. him or uh, Brian Breezy. I think um, either one, you can't really go wrong. I think Take him off the board. Breezy is off the board. Well, you if he wasn't me? taken off the board. But yeah. I just think that regardless of this pick, they go defense. Like I, And they're also the defending champs. Like They can do whatever the hell they want. Like, But I think they're just yeah. going to bolster their defense as best as possible because last season their defense was – like their red zone defense was 32nd in the league and – you know, before that, it was just like fluctuating numbers and anything to help Patrick Mahomes just don't have to throw another touchdown, you know. But that's yeah. it. That's wow. going to do it for the mock. That's, 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 that's a good mock. Guys, maybe we have a future in this. Maybe we have a future in this. I think we do. You made some really interesting picks, Ty. You, um, oh my goodness, guys, 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 we got we to gotta change gears a little bit. Because oh, Derek Carr just went to the Saints. Oh. What? Derek no, <laughs> I'm, oh, dead. I'm dead. I'm dead inside. That's disappointing to me. Wait, who had I, the Saints pick? Who'd you draft with the Saints pick? Wow, I drafted, I drafted Miles Murphy. Yeah, oh. that's fine. That pick, that pick saves. Oh, wow. Okay. Good, good, good. Oh, um, god. oh my god, Stop. that's so funny. All right. Okay. This is yeah. Wait, Grace did, did this just happen? Because he yeah, said he was going to the Jets 44 minutes ago. It just happened. I thought you were going to say Jets. I was going to be pretty happy with that. Yeah, that, I, no. yeah. Okay, that's yeah, all well, right. That's going to that's gonna wrap off this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Once again, I'm Ben Kuchapudi. Your favorite quarterback, Tyler Graham. And Grace, send us off. Have a lovely day. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you guys next time.